Hi guys, Nick O'Shea from O'Shea and Sun Builders. We're here today sitting with Shanice from Buildfast Management. Shanice and Darren, uh, who we have worked with for many years, um, are the guys that, that manage our pool builds and spa builds. Um, and we wanted to sort of get to, together today to have a quick chat about what they do as part of the team, but also about um, some di di different things that people don't quite think of when, when looking to build a pool. So, hi, and thanks for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. That's all right. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into pool building, and also a bit about build fast management. Beautiful, yeah. I've been um, around pools my whole life. I think my first pair of boots was before I could even walk. Yeah. Um, my dad's been in the industry for over 35 years, yep. and I've been since I left school, so six years now. Mm -hmm. And it's been really great, a long learning period. There's so much that I still don't know about pools, but yep. I'm learning every day, which is great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and so I guess we we you mainly do concrete shell pools, so in ground, but also above ground. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so we only do concrete pools, no yep. fiberglass. Yeah. But we do anything from in ground to all the way out of ground. Yep. We've built pools up to second stories, everything like that. Yeah. Anything's possible with a concrete pool. It's yep. just a matter of how much time and how much money everyone's got to spend. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing because, you know, while a lot of the, a lot of the jobs that we do and we are finding to do now is more knockdown rebuilds within, say, 10K of the city and, and some of those suburbs within those, uh, that radius is you get some really tricky blocks and, Definitely. you know, everyone wants now more and more of those pools. A little bit about challenges, I guess, that you get with, um, with some of those pools. Well, the great thing is a lot of your builds are knocked down, so good access, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But sometimes it is tricky and you have to have several machines, several yeah. different sizes, yeah. that sort of thing. The benefit of concrete is, you know, it doesn't have to be level block for us to start. We yeah. can build from 100 mil out of ground to you know, a meter out of ground. Anything's possible. Yeah. I guess a lot of the time, especially in your older suburbs in Brisbane, there's mm -hmm. sewers and everything running yeah. through your property. So we always have those as an obstacle to work around. Yeah. Different things can be done, peering and moving the pool and adjusting it slightly, but yep. there are definitely restrictions in that sense that, yep. that stop us from building. Yeah. But as I said, like we really, really work hard to build any pool mm -hmm. in with with the flow of the home and what the owners want. So yep. we try and make anything possible. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess a, a big thing is, you know, being able to, to know what owners want, you know, and everyone swims differently, everyone uses their pool differently, I guess. Definitely. So um, what's some things that people need to think about when, you know, before they, they have that meeting with you about what they need to do with their pool? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to think about how you see you living your life for the 90% of the time. Yeah. You know, if, if you're a couple that doesn't have young kids, there's no need to do that large bather area mm -hmm. or anything like that. It might just be a plunge pool. Yep. But if you've got kids around your house all the time, yep. you might be looking at having some more generous entry steps so yep. that you can play or having a center deep so that you can stand each end and have kids swim in between you. It's yep. really about building the pool that suits your lifestyle yeah. for that 90% of the time. Yeah, and that's key, you know, making sure that it does work towards that lifestyle. And a big thing that we like to try to build with all of our homes is sustainability and livability. And so something along that lines is, is ensuring that homes are lower with maintenance, you know, and you don't want to be always out cleaning your pool. I know I remember growing up with um, with pools in a family and, and dad was forever going down to the pool shop and getting big 20 litre drums of chlorine and constantly dropping it in because it had a tinge of green to it. So Definitely. tell us a bit about how that's changed. 
Um, pools change depending on the specificity of what, what the owners want. Yeah. So there's anywhere from just manual pool cleaning equipment to yeah. completely automated pop-up heads out of your floor that shoot water around, send the leaves to the main drain and, and take care of it all for you. All you yeah. have to do is go into the leaf canister every now and again. Yeah. So it depends on how the owners see themselves using it. We definitely see a trend of people wanting something that's more of a lifestyle mm -hmm. and that they want to be able to look back and enjoy the pool and not have the work that's built into yeah. it. So that's a few different things. It changes in filtration. Yeah. We see a lot more people wanting to use fresh water system nowadays, such yeah. as the Naked system, yeah. which is just such a beautiful way to do it. It's low chemicals when you start off to get some readings mm -hmm. and then virtually no chemicals throughout the life of your pool. Yeah. So when you top it up, it's straight from your tap and it you can empty it out into your garden. It's yeah. really eco-friendly, beautiful on the skin, those mm -hmm. sorts of things. Yeah, which is important, I guess, for a lot of people with allergies. Definitely. Skin allergies or anything that can hear the chlorine or salt can irritate them. Yeah, especially for red eyes, ear mm -hmm. infections, eczema, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Which we see a lot of. So, yeah. you know, people are really starting to take care and, and stop topping it up with chlorine and salt. Yeah. You mentioned sort of cleaning systems. A lot of people are, you know, I guess, again, going back to, we used to sort of have the, the creepy crawly, you know, that was, I, I think, a bit of a brand name, I, I guess, like a Hoover. Like in a vacuum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, it was, um, you know, forever going around and it would forever get in the way of whatever game you were playing in the, in the pool because it's sort of always in the pool, you know. So yeah. where, what's some different, I know you touched on with some different ones before, but what, you know, people are looking more towards the robots, is that? Yes, robots are, are great, but you still have to get out. You're going to put it in your pool. You're yeah. going to take it out of your pool. We yeah. try and work to make the skimmer box, which mm -hmm. is your little square rectangle in your pool, mm -hmm. really suck and draw most of the leaves that will fall straight away. Yeah. We'll place returns in good positions that yeah. it pushes it directly to it. We try and run the chlorinator at a lower speed for longer hours to make mm -hmm. sure. So you're not having to have everything in. But when yeah. you do, we definitely recommend starting out with something like, uh, I think it's called an X10. Mm -hmm. It's different to your creepy crawlies and barracudas. They used to be a big rubber thing and they have mm -hmm. a little bladder inside. Yeah. Anything that got stuck on it, snap it, yeah. so expensive to fix. Yeah. So we've got different models now that will be rollers and they'll move around. Mm -hmm. And then you've got your robots that will climb up walls and yeah. go onto and steps. And they scrub the walls too. Yeah, yeah they so. do. They've got little rubber fins that mm -hmm. works like a vacuum head and they mm -hmm. creep and crawl around and do all that sort of thing really good products. We try and always use someone who's got really good backup warranties Warranty. and maintenance and all mm -hmm. of that so that something goes wrong, heaven forbid, mm -hmm. you've got that backup service and that yeah. reliability. So with the robots, um, I know you said you, said you, you can't put them in and out. I know you can leave them in, but should you take them out? It's good to take them out. Anything that gets left in the sun is going to obviously wear a lot mm -hmm. sooner. You're hoses that are in your pool yeah. are all made out of like a plastic mm -hmm. so they all do wear they go brittle over time i'm yeah. sure you've seen it when you go to old homes and they've got plastic that's snapped and yeah. everything so you definitely get more life out of your equipment by storing it out of the sun yeah okay so let's go back to the start you know so we like to get you guys involved from you, you're probably almost the first people on site yeah you know, once the once you've got a, a level site um, and we know that the pad heights are right to, to be able to work with. We'll normally have a surveyor come in to pin it out um, and give us a, a, an RL height that we need to work off. Um, but give us a rundown of timing. How long does it take to build a pool? Often we're seeing these days people are putting in smaller pools that they yeah. can maximise the space of their home. Yeah. 
on a regular six by three in ground, you'd be looking at excavation on one day, steel fixing the next day, concrete the next. If wow. we can get all our ducks in a row, yeah. should be concreted within three days, yeah. which is really great. It's so much quicker than it used to be. Yeah. And then we also try when we're at that stage, particularly for you, as you keep rolling with your build, is to get the plumbing to where the filtration is going to be yeah. so that you can go through your build without having to get us back on site until yeah. you're ready for your finishes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the different types of heating that you can get with pools and I guess the pros and cons to it. Yeah, definitely. There's three types of heating that we use primarily. There's solar heating, a yep. heat pump, and a gas heater. Mm -hmm. Your gas heater is really more for your instant heat in your spas. You yep. wouldn't use it in a pool because you have to use that much gas that it sort yep. of dissipates as you go. For your pools primarily, solar heating is really, really cost effective to run. A heat pump's just like your air conditioner. It's a maintainer. You run it all the time during those colder months when mm -hmm. you want to extend the season and it will keep sort of, you know, your ambient temperatures of where you want it, you know, 28 degrees or something like that. Yeah. Everything's more effective with a, a pool cover though. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you're always going to lose heat through the top, but the pool covers are designed to keep it down. They'll yep. allow sun in to help mm -hmm. with the warming, but we'll stop that heat loss. Yeah, I think it's such an important thing because, you know, people think that if you do have a heat pump, then it's going to keep your pool warm all the time. And, and although it does, it's just you've got to think about it. Um, you know, you lose your temperature in your, in your water, and particularly at night time, because people think, well, you know, more and more with the sustainable homes that we build, they'll put solar power on the roof, right? Yeah. And during the day, that can offset and it can run the heat pump. But at night time, it's not running. And so you're losing all of that temperature in the water through the night time if you don't have the cover. I mean, you're gonna still lose a bit of it at night time, but if you've got that cover, it keeps that heat in. So if you wanna have a pool that's going to be around that, you know, pool temperature that you feel most comfortable with, um, a pool cover is probably a really good idea. Yeah, to definitely. That. It's like running your air conditioner with your doors open. You're just yep. going to lose that heat. Yeah. So it is always a good way. They're, they're coming out with some really stylish options for you yep. to have your pool covers. It could be something that you just throw on at night to maintain it, as you said. Yeah. Um, there's drop-in boxes that will get put in with construction that will sit at the end. It's mm -hmm. a little aluminium lid. It can yep. be powder coated to match your tiles. Yeah. All that sort of thing. They're just things that need to be thought about at the start of your building process, yeah. not yeah. at the afterthought. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that that's that's key is um, you know ensuring that we have those meetings and have those conversations with homeowners at the very beginning. Um, and and that's not the day that we're starting to dig, but actually like at the start of design. You know, we need to start having those chats about what you want to get out of your pool. Um, another important thing that we find is with more people wanting these heat pumps. Um, ensuring that we've got enough power to the pump station. Yeah. So uh, heat pumps, like an air conditioning, draw a lot of power, and they do need their own dedicated circuits. Yeah. So in knowing, making sure that we we can uh, factor that in at that early stage, to so that the electricians can run multiple uh, circuits out to the the heat pump area and the pool pump area, um, is is a key factor as well. Definitely. Um, but no, look, it's it's been great to get a, a good insight into how. Uh, how the pools go and, and some stuff that people don't know, you know, so mm. thanks so much for your time no, that's today. All right. We really appreciate it. No and, problem. Um, yeah, we look forward to building more pools with you and, so and, and some homes together in the future. Yeah. Thanks so much. No worries. Thank you. Cheers.